that counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in a Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut, you better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. This is Wags. Joining me as always, but a little frostbitten, is Dane. Dane, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Wags. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little chilly, but it's warming up in Wisconsin. It's 44 degrees. I mean, it's basically football weather, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and things are going to start heating up on the st- hot stove market here coming up soon. So um, I think we'll have plenty of time to uh, thaw you out a little bit. <laughs> and for folks, uh, just uh, not to get uh, too in, in, into this, but uh, uh, Dana was out climbing some mountains out east. So uh, that's 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 what we're referencing right now. Kind of swollen in black and blue, but uh, he you made survived, it back. Survived to tell the tale. So glad to see you, buddy. Um, so anyway, today I think uh, we're gonna talk about the defensive line, do a little review, and. Um, uh, as we've been doing positionally, discuss um, how uh, each of the individuals and then the unit as a whole uh, and coaching staff for this unit performed this past season and what we expect we might see uh, coming up for any changes specifically to the guys that were uh, and are currently on the roster um, and uh, if we expect uh, where they may invest in, in some changes, if any. So, Dane, I think this is a unit that um, certainly had some highs um, and uh, it didn't really have a lot of lows. Uh, it performed pretty well, I think, for most of the season. Um but um, uh, overall, uh, what are some of your initial thoughts? Yeah, so I thought Kenny Clark, uh, he played well enough to earn the big salary he's about to get. Um, he's not a free agent yet. He's a free agent after this season. But uh, one would argue he is the, probably the most important guy uh, for the Packers to bring back here um, in the short term. Uh, I thought uh, he's still a young man. He's like 24 years old right now, 25 years old. So he's got a lot of football left in him and uh, I thought after a, a bit of a slower start to the season the first couple of games he started to crank it up and by December he was playing the best football of his career uh, just played dominating football controlling the line of scrimmage rushing the passer um, so Wags, I, I thought um, you know that the Packers don't play an awful lot of more than you know two down linemen maybe at a time sometimes only one uh, down lineman uh, but Kenny Clark is all of that and more. He might not be a household name yet across the NFL, uh, but in Green Bay, everybody should know how dominant of a football player he has developed into becoming. Yeah, and I think the key for him is his health. Uh, as a young guy, he's uh, had some uh, back concerns, and I, I don't know how serious those are. Um, and uh, folks, uh, just a reminder, Kenny is not a free agent this season, but uh, I certainly think they're going to um, be looking to extend him uh, before next season. Usually they try to extend these key guys um, that are coming off their rookie deals a year before and not letting them go all the way to free agency at the end of the season. Um, 
you know, the franchise tag is always an option, I suppose, if it were to come to that. Um, the Packers, as an organization, haven't used the franchise tag much in recent history. Um, but uh, Kenny is is probably a guy that, if he keeps performing at the level he's been at, uh, would be worth uh, tagging if they needed to. Uh, but uh, certainly, I think they're going to be looking to try to make a long-term deal with him um, before the start of next season. Uh, so, Dan, let's talk about some of the other guys. I think Kenny, yeah. Kenny to me, is kind of not quite at the stature uh, of a Devontae Adams on the wide receiving core, yeah. but he's sort of like You're speaking my mind, the rock. Right? I mean, yeah. he's the current and future of this position group. Uh, so he isn't going anywhere as long as uh, as we can come to an agreement. And I think we will. Um, and uh, I think actually some of his best playing days could be still coming ahead of him. Uh, no reason to expect otherwise. Um, so I think some of these other guys, uh, it will be interesting to uh, dive into here. I'm curious to hear what some of your thoughts are. Um, so maybe we should start with Dean Lowry. He's the guy that we extended before this last season. And I have some thoughts, but I'd like to kick it over to you, Dane, and and just hear what you think about how Dean performed this year. And uh, I uh, certainly not a guy that I expect us to move on from, given his contract situation. But um, uh, what did you see out there from Dean this past season? Yeah, I thought he was a little up and down, actually. I, I like Dean Lowry. I think he's a solid football player. He's certainly not a spectacular football player, but... Um, a guy who works super hard. You got to have a couple of these kind of guys on your team. Um, I will say, Wags, I actually thought that he played his best football two seasons ago. And I thought last year he was good at times. And at times he was able to uh, make some really nice plays in the backfield, control the line of scrimmage as well. Uh, but there were other uh, games and other times where he sort of disappeared, I thought, here and there. Uh, so a bit of an up and down season for him overall. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I'm not in the, the business of grades, but like kind of like a C plus kind of season for him uh, they're paying him to be more of a b-level player i think and i think that that's more of where he lives and i'm not sure the exact reason behind it maybe it was circumstance they did play some pretty tough offensive lines this year uh, but he did show up in some games as well and maybe that's what we expect from him right is a guy who um, can hold his own most of the time but sometimes gets outmatched by some of the top tier offensive linemen in the league yeah i think that's very fair. I really don't have anything that I disagree with at all uh, with what you just said. Um, certainly, I think it's fair to say that Dean Lowry plays his role uh, for the most part. Um, and um, I think uh, he's not a guy that's going to get out and worry about his stats and, and you know, showing up um, um, uh, on game film uh, from a, pa- a fan perspective. Um, so I think he can fly under the radar a little bit at times, even when he's doing his job. Um, you know, with the defensive scheme that we have, we need to really remember that the defensive linemen aren't necessarily expected to be the ones making the tackles. Um, it's not discouraged. But uh, Dean, if he's really doing his job, he's um, going to the right gap. Um, he is uh, taking up blockers, not letting those guys get a free reign to the second level. Uh, and, and overall, I, I think he does a pretty darn good job of that. Um, and uh, there was a reason why they signed him to that extension. Uh, I don't think he did anything 
different this past season than he did in previous seasons, um, to be quite honest with you. I would like to have seen him maybe make a couple more impact plays. I, I mean, the guy's out there every game. Uh, so at a certain point, even if we're not expecting these guys to still up, show up in the stat sheet all the time, um, you would you would kind of hope that you would see a few more strip um, fumbles or a sack here and there. I don't think we're ever going to see a, a high number of sacks from a guy like Dean Lowry, but um, tackles for a loss. So the occasional impact play, um, uh, uh, you know, it happens from Dean Lowry, but um, I'm not seeing it necessarily at it as much as maybe I think um, I and, and a number of other Packer fans would like to see. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and uh, his big play, I think, of the season, the one the fans will remember, was that nice uh, soft-handed interception against Chicago, the 200th meeting between Chicago Bears and the Packers. Late in the in the fourth quarter, Dean Lowry was able to uh, intercept that ball shoelace style. And I thought that that actually showed a lot of his athleticism there. Um, he was able to kind of read the play, get the interception there. So um, he has the capability of doing that, right, Wags? It's just a matter of, um, um, I think, just a little up and down at times. And I agree. I'm not looking for Dean to be all world. I don't think that that's the guy that the Packers signed. Of course, we want to see him continue to develop. Uh, but I think we kind of have what we have with him right now, which is a guy who he's steady. He plays pretty darn good fundamental football and more often than not plays pretty well, uh, but he might not necessarily wow you week in and week out. Sure. Um, so let's talk about a couple of these other guys. Um, the one that was a little bit of a surprise that got probably the majority of the rest of the snaps was Tyler Lancaster. And uh, I know you really like this guy, yeah. um, Dane. And, and uh, for what we were asking him to do, um, I thought he did a, a pretty fine job. I think the, the question is, um, is this... Is he a product of opportunity or is he a product of talent? And so I, I think it would be fair to say that he's a young guy. Um, he's, you know, out there working hard and, and he has soaked up blockers. Um, but, um, you know, he's going to be somewhat limited, I think, from an athletic standpoint and from a talent standpoint. Um, so what is your overall assessment? Uh, you have to be kind of fair with your expectations here. But what is your overall assessment of a guy like Tyler Lancaster? Yeah, so I think that um, the, the the Packer defensive line is kind of in a different tier system. And Kenny Clark is kind of a top tier guy, uh, not only on the defensive line, but as part of the defensive unit. He's one of those uh, impact players. Dean Lowry is a, a vet's vet. Uh, a guy you want to have on your team. Uh, I think those are the two guys that are are all all but locks to be on the Packers uh, roster next season. And then we kind of fall to this final group. Uh, and Tyler Lancaster, I think, has um, exceeded expectations being a kid that was undrafted practice squad kid two seasons ago. Um, he works his way onto the roster and, um, you know, the rest is history. He was actually one of the guys that showed, I think, most at the end of the uh, 2018 season, that lost season there. Um, he's one of the guys that I think we were optimistic going into last season. Uh, and then, you know, this year had an opportunity to to play a lot of football. Uh, I thought that he played pretty well. Um, what I'd like to see from him, and I'm sure that he's working on day in and day out because he has a huge work ethic, um, is a pass rush. Uh, right now, it looks 
looks like he may be a little bit limited there and he may be more limited to being a run stuffing defensive lineman. I think he's at his best uh, at the 15 or so snaps a game. I saw his snap count getting a little bit higher at times and I thought that uh, he may have been getting a a little bit worn down as the season went on. Still a young guy. Um, So I I think overall, Wags, I thought he had a nice season. I think he had a, a good enough season that certainly Uh, He is an odds-on favorite to earn a roster spot next season, Uh, but I think he's going to need to continue to improve to make sure that he goes from being a bubble guy, uh, maybe with the odds of making the roster, to being a guy who can kind of lock himself into that third or maybe fourth defensive line position. Yeah, absolutely. And and listen, I like Tyler, and I think he, I agree, Uh, he's someone that can uh, be on this roster and and has a place, Uh, but I would like to see him as more depth than uh, the number of snaps that he got out there and certainly he's a young guy he's only in his second year he could continue to develop so I don't want to sell him short Um, but the reality is I think if we're going to put the best defensive line we can out on the field um, it's just the reality Tyler Lancaster is probably a guy that you would want rotating in as a backup role uh, more so than getting the number of snaps that he had out there this past season yeah and and I'll add to that he's one of those kind of uh, kids that if he's not in Green Bay, he's probably somewhere else next year. You know, he will be on a roster. He just he speaks to me as a guy who's going to find a spot uh, on different rosters. He's kind of got that infectious work ethic that uh, can also show enough in the run game. Uh, a lot of teams going a little bit lighter, the Packers being one of them. Uh, uh, you know, allowing uh, maybe some more of the run game. So there's a spot for him on this roster, I think, next year. So I would agree with you, Wags. And I, I'm I'm encouraged uh, to see his, his improvement, I thought, in the run game overall, but um, uh, would like to maybe limit his snaps a little bit uh, and hopeful to see him add to that uh, pass rush repertoire. Sure. Um, and then the other two guys that didn't get um, quite as much time out in the field, I would say similar in some ways. Um, Kingsley Kiki is a rookie uh, this past season. Yeah. Um, he had a, a pretty good camp. Um, I was able to make the team coming out of camp. And um, he's a kid that is uh, um, out on the field uh, uh, here and there, uh, didn't get a lot of snaps. And, and then the other guy we're uh, looking at then is Montrevious Adams. And um, I don't know if it, I was a little skeptical, but all of the talk coming out of camp early on was uh, how much Montrevious Adams is, was ready to step forward. And it seemed at the time, and I think it bore out over the season, that that was a lot of we just need to do something to get this guy engaged and motivated. Um, I'm reading the tea leaves a little bit here because his his snap count dropped off almost to nothing. Um, and so it's... I, I don't know. I, I think you can look at that situation, and uh, I think Montrevious Adams is going to have a, a tough time having a future in Green Bay. Um, I'm not saying that he doesn't have the talent to make it in this league, um, but maybe it's just unfortunately one of those situations that he battled quite a bit of injury um, early on in his career and has just never been able to get it going. Uh, so perhaps a change of scenery um, and a second opportunity for Montrevious Adams uh, is going to be what's best for him him um and I, I i don't think he's a guy that i expect uh the packers will be uh, moving forward with uh long term 
Yeah, that's an interesting take, Wags. I, and I, I, let's first, uh, I want to touch on Kingsley Kiki. Uh, Kiki, definitely rookie guy. I think he was like a sixth round pick a little bit later in the draft. We were able to land him. Uh, there were some expectations early in camp that they were like, oh, he's going to replace Mike Daniels. Now, that didn't necessarily happen, but uh, I do think that he actually has a quite a bright future in this league. And for the Packers, this was kind of a bit of a developmental a year for him, but they also had an opportunity to get in some games and get some reps. So uh, I'm really curious to see what he can do in year two. I expect him to make a bit of a leap. He has some pass rush ability, which really excites me um, in addition to some run stopping ability, but I'm actually really high on him as an interior defensive lineman uh, pass rush on some long third downs, uh, work him around a little bit. So that's Kingsley Keekly, Kiki uh, from my perspective. Um, then uh, let's get to Montrevious Adams. He's a guy who week one was listed as a starter. And um, we saw his snap counts slowly diminish. He got injured early in the year and he never really came back from that. Now, I don't know if it was an injury situation. I don't know if they just didn't like what they saw on tape. Uh, I'm inclined, and this is just my opinion, watching him and watching how the Packers operate. Um, when players, uh, they lose trust in players, those guys aren't playing as much anymore. And it felt a little bit like Montrevious Adams got phased out uh, of that defensive line position in Green Bay. The Packers Packers definitely went more. They went far heavier with Tyler Lancaster um, than I think they would have probably preferred to be able to mix in a Montrevious Adams, a Kiki, and some others. And uh, they chose not to go that route. Uh, and I think it's because they trust Tyler quite a bit more, at least last season, late in the year. So Montrevious uh, still under contract. A bit of a prove it year here. Uh, he's going to come into camp. He's going to have to battle, fight and claw to uh, make this roster. But the Packers historically have shown they like to keep about five defensive linemen on an active roster coming out of camp. And uh, if that's the case, I think we've got two or three already that are right in there. And Kiki is a fourth. He's going to be battling. So I, I expect the Packers to bring in competition, um, not only undrafted, but also maybe a, a draft pick in there somewhere. We've got plenty of picks to do that. So we're going to see some competition on the back end of this defensive line roster going into training camp 2020. So <laughs> we're basically saying the same thing then on Adams. It yes. sounds like, I mean, um, in a different way, but if if the coaching staff doesn't trust the guy and we've got a long look at him and he's had fair or unfair and injury plagued um, early career, I just don't know that he's worth one of these five roster spots um, realistically. So, you know, you're you're probably right. He'll be given a chance to, to earn a spot in camp, but um, with some increased competition, um, I, I think we kind of know what we're getting out of Montrevious Adams, and unless he just does something to blow up over the summer uh, and uh, something just clicks that's completely different, um, I, I just don't think that um, the road forward is, is likely to be in Green Bay for him. So, um, so Dane, I think, um, what about Coach Montgomery? I, I, sometimes it's hard to assess these assistant coaches. Did you Do you feel that this was a group that, developed over the course of the year yeah so actually i think that part of his 
job is to continue to work with Kenny Clark as well. Even though Kenny Clark being a, an absolute stud, um, I, I actually thought that he did a pretty good job from what I could tell. Uh, he being uh, Coach Montgomery uh, with Kenny Clark, he's still developing the superstar. And I checked as we're doing this podcast, Kenny Clark is only 24 years old. So young man. Uh, and I think that that's actually where he's tasked mostly with right now is making sure that this young man continues to perform and play at the level that we expect him to. Um, so yeah, I think that he's going to be coming back next year and, uh, and he's probably going to have some new talent to work with in addition to who's on the roster. So, and I agree, there's no one over 24 <laughs> on this kids. defensive yeah. line. Um, so it's a young group, and, uh, you know, you're looking at guys like, again, all respect to Tyler Lancaster and Dean Lowry. Um, I think they're in, in I think they're somewhat limited from a uh, potential standpoint. Um, but um, so I, I think that begs the question. We don't have a lot of resources. We're probably going to draft some D, D line here. Do you foresee us, you know, making any free agent acquisitions? I don't, I wouldn't expect like any of the top names on the market. We're going to have time to talk about some specific options um, in the very near future. But um, just general, in general, where do you expect some of those changes to come from? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think we're going to draft somebody on the defensive line. We do that quite often. The, the we being the Packers seem to to like to invest somewhere. I, would you be D-line. surprised if they went pretty early with the no, defensive actually, line? No, actually, it's funny you say that. I wouldn't be shocked at all if uh, they went way higher than maybe Packer fans expect after free agency plays out a little bit. If the Packers get a piece here or there that they like in free agency. I think that they're going to be bargain shoppers for the most part in free agency, but uh, Goody's been uh, known to be able to find a couple guys, right? So, um, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they think that there's an impact guy there at the bottom end of even round one or two or three. Uh, do not be shocked if the Packers find an impact player there. Yeah, and, um, you know, look back and go back in the past, blast from the past, uh, we traded up, I believe, to get B.J. Raji when yep. we drafted him. So you never know. I think Goody has shown that he will be aggressive. And um, I think just from a roster shaping standpoint, that might make a lot of sense. Look to extend a guy like Kenny Clark so you've got some investment there uh, and then maybe bring in someone with some, you know, big-time, um, you know, talent and potential to pair alongside of him um, and let him develop and he'll be inexpensive uh, through that second contract for Clark. So um, that that. From that standpoint, it makes sense. And listen, there's going to be a, a lot of options for uh, Goody uh, when it comes to the draft. So um, I know that uh, we're, there's a number of positions, and we don't have a ton of holes to fill. But when you start talking about it, there's 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 holes to fill. Um, so uh, we could go in a, a number of different directions, but it's hard to argue with investing uh, in some of these big guys up front. Yeah, you said it all, Wags. You said it all. It's going to be a fun group to watch um, in camp. I always like talking about the defensive line, but uh, it really encouraged by the the work ethic and, and what these guys did. And uh, um, just going into the year, the fact that we only have five still sitting on the roster right now means that we're going to be adding probably two, three, four more guys uh, when we get closer to 90 men. Uh, you know, after free agency and the draft. So there's plenty of room to grow uh, that roster space uh, here in Green Bay. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Dane, do you have any other thoughts to add on this defensive line group? Not at all. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll be talking free agency here uh, down the road in future podcasts, and I'm sure we'll be uh, looking through some of the defensive line positions, and that's always fun to do. Absolutely. So, folks, thanks so much for following along, and uh, we'll kind of try to keep staggering and putting these uh, positional previews out, and then we'll be getting into um, that uh, free agency discussion because that's coming up fast so thanks so much for listening subscribing and following us on twitter facebook and instagram um as always let's close with go pack go go pack go